Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to talk to you about the first four weeks. Now, I'm going to try to keep this episode really short because if you're listening and you are in the first four weeks, I know that you have probably never been so tired in your entire life. (laughs) Those early weeks are so hard. I always say that week three hits the hardest because the adrenaline has worn off and the sleep deprivation is sinking in and it's just exhausting. So I'm going to try to do what I can to help you get a little bit more sleep in those early weeks and I will keep it short. But before we talk all about that, I wanted to read this quick review from Haley. She said, I just wanted to say thank you. My three and a half month old had been waking up two to three times per night to eat. And on Sunday woke up four times. I knew I needed to do something. I bought your ebook that day and started working on it that same day. Fast forward to Thursday, four nights in, And he went from 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. with no feeds. I don't think I've ever been so happy to wake up so engorged. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, if you're breastfeeding and you wake up engorged that first time, it is a lot of mixed emotions. You're like, I'm so happy my baby just slept, but ouch, this hurts. (laughs) Haley, thank you for sharing that. Your body will adjust as your baby starts sleeping longer. Okay, let's talk about those first four weeks. If you have been around or if you've read my method, you know that I recommend starting the sleep training process right around four weeks, between four and six weeks, depending on when your baby was born. Um, If your baby was born before 37 weeks, you need to go off of their adjusted age or off of their due date. If your baby was born after 37 weeks, they're considered full term. And if they are healthy and growing, then you can start as as early as four weeks based off of their birthday. Uh, The reason I recommend starting as early as four weeks is because sleep training with my method is a slow and gentle process. It does not mean that at four weeks, your baby's going to sleep through the night. In fact, I would never recommend a four-week-old sleeping through the night. That is not safe. That is not healthy. Babies can get dehydrated so quickly when they're that little. It simply means you can slowly start the process. The other reason I recommend starting at four weeks is because in my case, I've always gone to the pediatrician two times by four weeks. I go within a week of delivering my baby and then I go at the four week mark. And based on these two visits, we can see if my baby is growing, if they're gaining weight, if they're having enough wet diapers, if they're having enough dirty diapers and just overall check their health and make sure like, yeah, they're getting enough. It's okay to start letting them go a little bit longer between feedings at night. Um, another reason, the last reason I recommend starting at four weeks is because sleep training starts with the day. There are so many things you can start implementing during the day when your baby is that young to start promoting healthy sleep at night. So if you are before the four week mark, hang in there. You're so close. And if you're after the four week mark, chances are you can already start sleep training right now. But let's talk about what you can do leading up to those four weeks. Like I mentioned, week three is the hardest for me. You are so sleep deprived. It is so hard. So what can you do? What can you do for this first month of your baby's life to set them up for success, to lay a healthy foundation for sleep before you start the sleep training process? I'm just going to share my top two 
tips that I recommend doing, again, so you can set your baby up for success. So the first thing is to teach your baby the difference between day and night. Now, you've probably noticed that your baby from the day you came home from the hospital is staying awake so much at night and sleeping all day long. It is so hard to wake your baby up to eat during the day. And then for some reason at night, they just stare you in the face like wide awake, content as can be, but so awake. And I'm like, what is happening? I remember holding my three-week-old baby for the first time and I would just sit in the family room on the couch holding her in my arms and she would stare at me from about 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. every single night. And I remember thinking, this is not going to (laughs) work. We have got to do something about this. And I have since learned that the reason behind that is because when your baby is in your room, you are walking around during the day, right? You're up, you're moving, and that motion kind of rocks your baby to sleep. It's comfortable for them. They're in motion. They can kind of hear soothing noises, and it just lets them drift off to sleep. But the second you lay down, they're holding still, and they don't love that feeling. So they're like, hang on, why am I holding still? And that's exactly when my baby would start kicking the most. Every time I would lay down to go to sleep, it was like a dance party in my stomach every single time. And I noticed those patterns when they were born. I noticed that during the day they would sleep and at night they would stay awake. So there are a few things that I started doing to help teach the difference between day and night for my baby. Number one, I always make sure that first thing in the morning, I open all of the blinds. I let the sunshine in my house so that it can start teaching their brain that it is morning. It is time to wake up. It is time to be awake. And I keep it that way until the sun sets. So I keep the lights on and I always make sure they are being exposed to sunlight first thing in the morning, even if it's just through the window. Now I do the exact opposite at night. I make sure that all the lights are off. The environment is super calm and dark. Even if I'm feeding my baby in the middle of the night, I will never just walk into a room and flip a light on. I might put the overhead light on like above the stove, you know how dim that is, or I will get really dim night lights and put them kind of in the corners of the room. So it's enough I can see if I'm changing their diaper and burping them and changing them, but it's not enough that it's going to trigger their brain that it's time to be awake. So that is one thing that I do is make sure there's a lot of sunlight going on during the day and that it stays dark at night. I also make sure there's a lot of noise going on during the day. I talk to my baby. I make sure there's music playing. There's just a lot of things going on to make sure that I'm teaching my baby that daytime is social. And at nighttime, I do the opposite. I keep it really, really quiet. I try not to talk or sing or interact in any way except for feeding, changing, and back to bed. I just try to keep the environment very, very calm at night and very active during the day. And I've noticed that as I consistently do these things, my baby starts to learn the difference between day and night in a couple weeks. They start having a lot more wake time during the day and they start being a lot more calm at night. And it's really cool to see how quickly babies can learn. Now, my second tip is to practice crib time during the day. Now, I'm going to say this, so hear me loud and clear. You cannot spoil a newborn. Okay, so don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Don't let anybody tell you that if you're holding your newborn baby during the day while they're sleeping, that you're spoiling them and that they're never going to learn how to sleep. That is a fat lie. It is not true. You cannot spoil a newborn. However, I do recommend practicing at least one nap a day, if not a partial nap, 
in their bassinet, in their crib, wherever they're sleeping at night so that it becomes a familiar environment to them. So that when you do start sleep training, it is not this foreign space that they are familiar with the smell and the feel and the environment. Tiny, tiny bits of exposure to that environment will make a huge difference. Usually I do the morning nap because the morning nap is a continuation of night sleep and they're just they're just more tired and it's easier for them to sleep in that morning nap than it is in the afternoon. So I will try to swaddle my baby, put them in their bassinet or their crib for that morning nap while I take a shower or take a nap or get my other kids off to school or whatever I need to do. And then I just plan on contact napping for the other naps throughout the day because again, you can't spoil a newborn and I know how fast it goes and I want to soak up every single bit of snuggling that I can. (laughs) Naps don't develop until after four months and I'll have a whole episode about that. But up until that point, you can have as many contact naps as you need to. Just try to practice crib time at least once a day. Now, doing these two things is going to make such a difference when you start the sleep training process at four weeks. I do have a first four weeks guide and I will link it in the show notes where I give a few more tips and I kind of walk through these things in detail um, if you want to learn more about what you can do in the first four weeks. But if you do these two things... I really think you're going to notice a huge difference when you start the sleep training process at four weeks. Okay, that is all. Like I said, I want to keep it very short for you. Go take a nap. Go snuggle your baby. Thank you so much for being here. And if you could do me a huge favor, rate this podcast, leave a review. It would mean so much to me and it would help me so much. Thank you again for being here and I will see you next time. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.